0: Good morning,
1: I'm Eddie Amos. And I'm Kim Blair, and this is Virginia Technology Today. Virginia Technology Today is a public affairs feature of WFIR. Today, we are pleased to welcome Dr. Carla Finkelstein, Associate Professor of Biology at Virginia Tech and head of the Finkelstein Lab. Carla, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me today.
0: Carla, welcome back. Last week, we started talking about your COVID-19 testing that's happening at the Freeland Biomedical Institute and also the three drugs currently making their way through the FDA testing and trials. But what we really wanted to spend time with you today is to talk about your day job and what you're doing there at the Fralin Biomedical Institute.
1: You're an internationally recognized researcher, particularly in the emerging field of chronotherapeutics. Your work on breast cancer has provided important new insights into how circadian rhythms impact tumor progression and the potential importance of day time of day or administration of those therapeutics. What exactly is chronotherapeutics, and what have you learned so far?
2: Yeah, true, Kim. Uh, this COVID has sidetracked us for a little bit in, in our research. Um, let me tell you a little bit what we do in my lab in, in real real life. So our lab aims at understanding the relationship between um, circadian disruption and, and cancer. And What I mean by circadian disruption, anything that disrupts your normal sleep-awake cycle that goes during the day at night. And this is the case of people that work night shift, for example, okay, or like nurses or or flight attendants that they fly from one place to another one and they suffer all these jet lag conditions. So a number of of experiments and and, and research done by my lab and some some of my colleagues have shown that um, conditions like cancer get either exacerbated when you are Exposed to these circadian disruptions, or sometimes triggered by this uh, circadian disruption, and that's the case of breast cancer. So, um, so we study which ones are the molecular mechanisms by which just changing your normal circadian rhythm end up in a cancer. Um, and a cancer disease. Now, on top of that, we also study this chronotherapeutic approach, which is basically taking advantage of the time at which a medication is the most optimal for delivery. So let's say, for example, let's say that you take a medication that is given for cancer that is going to kill a cancer cell because it kills the division of the cancer cell. And you take that medication at night and you take it at night because probably has a lot of side effects. And then you want the patient to to experience the least possible and comfortable side effects. You give it at night so the person goes to sleep. But if the target for that drug is not present at night, it's present during the day because that is the rhythm of expression of that target in the cell, then the drug is not going to do anything because it's not going gonna, gonna, to it's not going to find the molecule that it needs to go and destroy. So then you're giving really a medication that is not going to be effective. More likely, you're going to increase the dose of the medication, which is going to cause more side effects on the patient, and it's going to reduce the quality of life of the patient. So we advocate through this chronotherapeutic approach to give Uh, what what is called these days precision medicine and another dimension, the dimension of time. Yes, based on all the omics studies, find out which one is the right medication. But once you know that, be sure that you give the medication at the time that is the most optimal for that particular treatment, okay? That's the idea of chronotherapeutics. I don't think it's, personally, don't take me wrong. I don't think that by doing chronotherapeutics, you're going to go from not curing someone to curing someone but you're certainly going to improve the the efficacy of the drugs and the quality of life of the patient.
0: I was reading your research on this and just the, the whole cycle for when a, a cancer cell is awake and sleep and replicates. It, it's very fascinating. So a very interesting area of study you've chosen. You know, about a year ago, Virginia Tech united, united the biomedical and technical expertise into the Cancer Research Alliance to take on Cancer, which is the second leading cause of death in the US today. So now we have scientists, researchers, engineers, and doctors working together to solve various problems like breast or brain cancer or other various non-invasive procedures. So how is this project gone now that we're about a year into the program?
2: Yeah, um, it's actually, it has it has been a little bit slower than what we initially anticipated and we're gonna keep blaming on COVID. But um, let's say that this COVID is gone and I would say that it's a great partnership uh, that we have started with the Children's National. And this is between uh, Virginia Tech faculty that work in cancer, in different areas of cancer, right? I mean, you have biologists and biochemists. You have uh, colleagues on veterinary medicine. You have colleagues on the engineer department, in different engineer departments. I mean, mechanical engineer, biomedical engineer. I mean, when, when in, your, in your life you would ever think a thought that um, a colleague of mechanical engineering might be helping a cancer researcher. I mean, certainly not no, no my father, trust me. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, what we have is a summation of expertise in our university and at the FBRI that uh, brings together new tools, new developments, new ideas, new angles for, for uh, fighting this disease uh, new technologies, new models—you know, working with with animals as preclinical models, um, along with the School of Veterinary Medicine, and partnership with the Children's National—I um, I think is 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 a recipe for success. I think we're going to be in a, a really good position to uh, to put ourselves in in a, in a very unique and, and leadership role in cancer, at least in our area. Something that is still missing.
0: Today, we're talking to Dr. Carla Finkelstein of the Finkelstein Labs at the Freyland Biomedical Institute about her research in cancer. Carla, what else are we doing to facilitate this type of collaboration? Uh,
2: we have actually recently um, released a request for applications to foster collaborations um, between the Children's National and colleagues here in Blacksburg and FBRI. And we expect that this will help to create this kind of synergy between these two um, Geographically separated, but intellectually together, uh, group of people. I can guarantee that you're going to see a big boom on this next year once we come down with. I'm very, I'm very hopeful about this. I think that cancers, I mean, we're going to tackle very many different types of cancers um, at very many different levels, from pediatric cancers to cancers that are normally show in elderly people. Um, it's, it's a very ambitious process uh, project, and, and I think we have the right people um, on board.
0: You know, Kim, that's one of the great things about having a research university, the FBRI, a practicing hospital with clinicians all working together. We can run at warp speed once we get into critical mass. And as Carla mentioned, once we get past COVID, I think you'll start seeing this uh, you know, come to life in new and interesting ways.
2: We are so so eager to, to move to the post COVID era.
1: So, Carl, let's just say that um, someone who might be interested in learning more about your work, what would you, where would you send them? Where can they learn more about what your lab is doing and the work that you're doing?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think the, the 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 first step would probably go to our lab website. Check what we are doing. Uh, there are a number of resources posted at that uh, website, um, and of course, it's my contact information. If there is any follow up. You can always email me, my information is there. Just put something on the, on the subject line that says, Carla, don't delete me, for example, that usually helps. Um, but that will be probably the, the, the starting point.
0: Folks, you know, we're getting close to the end of the year and this is research is happening right here in the Roanoke Valley. So as you think about your year-end contributions, remember the Franklin Biomedical Research Institute, the work that Carl's doing and the broader work at Virginia Tech, because they're making a difference they're the job growth engine here in Southwest Virginia, and we're very proud of everything that they're doing. Carla, unfortunately, we're out of time for this week. We'd like to thank you for your insights and invite you back in the future uh, to discuss the program and get your insights on emerging technology and what you're working on.
2: Okay, well, thanks for the opportunity to tell you you and your audience uh, about our work and great holidays to all.
0: I'd like to thank our executive producer, Joey Self, for making the show possible. Until next week, I'm Eddie Amos.
1: And I'm Kim Blair, and this is Virginia Technology Today.